This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Critical hit Punch All Nazis takes place in the early days of World War II and combines high adventure with cosmic horror. All dates, locations, and historical events are thrown out the window in order to create a fun story, so don't put too much thought into historical inaccuracies. All accents are done poorly, but with love, and no disrespect is intended. Last time on Critical Hit. Just in case anybody had any questions, we have definitely confirmed that the black on black on black are the local pickpockets. Ah, I'm a lost. Where's the festival? And I try to sound Canadian. We don't know like no foreigners in our neighborhood. So we don't know if this is just the thing that lets us speak to all ghosts or specific ghosts. It is December 8th, and Blisco has decided that everybody needs to get up very, very, very early in the morning so that you can get to the boats first thing so that you can get to the museum before it opens. Before you go down to the docks, though, while you're in your room and it's early morning, are you guys doing anything, Blisco? Are you, are you doing anything? Mm, nothing outside of normal morning preparations. No. Okay. Clean myself up, make sure I look presentable. Mm-hmm. All right. A question for everybody. You entered into the country of Italy with handguns. Have you been carrying your handguns or have you been leaving them behind in your hotel room each day? I, I've been carrying mine. Okay. Yes, have I. So everybody has Fair concealed enough. weapons. Yes. Okay. And no possible. Um, that's going to come back. Uh, what else? Anybody else want to do anything specific before you head out for the day? Shave um, the dippity doo. Yeah, get some coffee if the hotel itself is. Yeah, they have they have people. You know, there's here on the uh, island of Venice. People are up and about very very early. Uh, people yeah. have to go back and forth to the mainland. Back and forth to Murano. Of course, there's a lot of boats that come in and go out early in the morning. So a lot of people up uh, very early. I mean, you guys may think that 430 was was early for you to get up and get ready for your day. But if you look outside the window, you can see that the streets are busy. There are bakers doing bakery things. There are shop owners getting their shops ready to be opened. Uh, And certainly downstairs, the uh, small restaurant in the in the hotel uh, has been very busy. I mean, the like before we were doing this, we were in the army, so mm-hmm. presumably we're used to early mornings. And yeah. I, I mean, I don't know much. I, I don't know much of uh, army history, but probably have at least once been woken up by a bugle. So yes, this is actually yeah. uh this is actually an improvement. Okay, all right. Anyone else have anything else they want to do before you head out? 
Uh, can't maybe, think of anything. I'm sure I'll probably get rid of some propaganda we've been apparently carrying around this whole time. <laughs> okay, you're going to get rid of it? Maybe okay. burn it and flush it? All right, so uh, you light it up in the in the ashtray, and it makes a nice spark, and it's got some pretty colors in it because this is a the inks will cause the flame to change different colors based on the elements that they're in there, and it makes a nice little pretty fl- fire for about 30 seconds, and then you've got a pile of ash uh, before you. Flush the ash. All right, you flush the ash in the toilet. Some of it still floats back up because, you know, you can never flush that stuff in one go. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's it's gone enough to where if somebody were to look in the toilet, they would just think that you were a bad cigarette roller and yeah. you don't know how to take care of your, your papers quite right. Sounds good enough you to me. Like to see okay. papers, please. Cigarette papers, please. <laughs> Here's zigzags. So, yep, we... I don't think we do anything too different this morning. No. Got I our guns, got our masks. Anything out yeah, of that's your ordinary. costumes. Okay. No. All right. So you make your way down to, to the docks and sure enough, there's a lot of little boats waiting to take you across and you get in a uh, boat and you head across the short distance across the bay to Murano. And on the way, uh, your driver is wanting to engage a little bit in a conversation with you. Ah, Hey, you guys have been around here for a long time. Yeah. A few days. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, listen, if you're going to the festival, you watch out because uh, yesterday I heard a report that a Canadian went and attacked the people in some of their homes yesterday. <laughs> wow. Mm. I tell you what, as soon as Mussolini has absolute control and we're able to reunite with the Greece, we'll keep out the, the filthy foreigners. And then he looks at you as, of course, not you. You are the good ones, but... Uh, yeah, Canadians, you got to watch out for them. The horrible third world countries. Sure. Yeah. Don't we know it? Yes. What uh what do you want to see at the festival today? Uh we were hoping to um maybe go back to the glass museum. There's a lot to look at in there. It's a very fine museum. You know, my cousin's cousin Samuel, he'll work Overnights at the museum. Oh yeah, is he a guard? Yes. He's a guard. Yes. Okay. Is that is that like a spooky place? The museum? Have you yeah. seen it? They got a lot of lights. They got a lot of glass. Is it not a spooky? Okay. Uh, you know, some of the uh, I know there's uh, some ghost stories uh, of old Venice. So, oh, you want to hear a good ghost story? You need to go and do the walking tour at the night. Uh, through the streets, uh, before the uh, before the the police start the patrols, there are some scary things that go on around in the main square. Oh, they've got some good stories about ghosts and what to not. Hmm. Okay. Well, here we are. You enjoy your stay. Uh, be safe. Watch out for them uh, filthy Canadians. Great. Thank you. I'll pay him. Oh, thank you very much. And he looks around like he's waiting to pick up somebody mm-hmm. and uh, you're able to head off towards the museum. Takes a few minutes and you notice that as you get closer to the museum grounds, you notice that there are a lot of people that are out It's about 6 a.m. right now, a little after 6 a.m. Cause you had to, uh, that's when the boats start and it took uh, five minutes to get across the bay. 
about a 10 minute walk over to where the museums are. But you notice that there seems to be an inordinate amount of people out. Uh, a lot of them seem to all be moving kind of quickly towards the museum. Are they like carrying anything or uh, the people there? They seem like there's some something going on at the museum and they're kind of all kind of scurrying to find out what's going on. Okay. I follow the crowds. Yeah, you follow the crowd, and eventually... these aren't like these aren't like oh, we're hustling to go set up our booths or something. No, no, it's these are like... people that look like some. There's one guy that you can see looks like he's still in pajama bottoms and wearing an overcoat. Oh, nice. Does he have a little cap? He does have a little cap. Nice. Uh, and and he seems to be in a rush too to see what's what's going on. Uh, you notice that there's a uh, man in a, uh, a dark suit. His hair is slicked back. He also appears to be uh, trying to move to the museum very quickly in the crowd. And when you get to the museum gr grounds, you can see the front is just packed with people and it's roped off. And there are some a couple of big spotlights shining up onto the museum entrance. And as you get closer and you start to push uh, up through the crowd, you can hear people going, oh, this is horrible. This is horrible. Oh, you think one of them Canadians did it? Oh, this is this is actually a very, very bad thing. Very bad thing. And you get up there and you can see that the front doors of the museum, the glass doors have just been smashed open. One of them is kind of hanging off of its hinge. And you can see that there are police around looking around uh, the man in the black suit uh, pushes through and he steps up and starts talking to one of the the uh, the policemen. And then they let him in. And then you see maybe uh, uh, well, you don't see maybe you definitely see some people who may be. Uh, administrators, they're also uh, walking up and, and talking to the police. One of them goes in and a, and a moment later, uh, he comes back out and just vomits over the side of the steps into the bushes that surround uh, the museum. Oh. Uh, you hear some people, oh my, oh my, oh, this is horrible. And the police are, you know, kind of keeping the crowds back, pushing the crowds back. And, you know, a few minutes later, uh, you see a couple of people carrying a stretcher out and the there's obviously a body on the stretcher. It's covered with with a sheet and it looks little little bloody, almost like maybe there's something missing on the on the body, like the place where you think the head might be. There's nothing there. It just kind of goes up to his shoulders and stops. Oh, I can't believe someone would break into our museum. I'll try to figure out if somebody knows what happened. Okay. How are you going to do that? I will talk to one of the cops. What does your subtle cues do? Uh, so I have to spend some time com like in conversation with someone. And ah, then okay. uh, when I try to do a persuasion test on them, I can buy a free D20. Okay. Very good. Uh, so, um, you push your way up through the crowd and there's a policeman that's kind of standing off uh, to the side, making sure that people aren't going to cross the, the barrier that they've erected. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I'll say, uh, excuse me. Uh, what happened? Ah, something terrible has happened in the museum. Uh, appears to have been a break in overnight. And a couple of the guards were, uh, were, were killed. And then all of a oh. sudden you hear the crowd just kind of ripples back. Murder, murder, murder. Oh, wow, they got him trained. Um, <laughs> the, was it a robbery? Uh, I uh, don't know yet. Uh, 
the administration man just got here a moment ago and went inside and he should he should know if anything was uh destroyed i myself had not been in but uh beyond the front to door glass uh, i don't know what damage w- would be on the inside Uh, while I'm here talking to him, is there maybe some angle that somebody could like potentially sneak past these cops, especially if somebody was talking to them? Ooh, they seem to have the area roped off really, really well. Uh, most of the people are crowding around the main entrance of the museum. Now, does that mean you can sneak around back and see if there's any guards in the back? Uh, I'm sure you can move to the back of the museum, but going in through this one entrance where the guards are and the smash yeah. doors and they're pulling out a dead body, probably you're not going to be able to get into the museum in that way. I'll say, oh, thank you. And like, you know, kind of melt back into the crowd and then motion for everyone to follow me. And yeah, as soon as, start so as, soon as you start to move away, uh, there are a couple of other people that are, you know, kind of push in and start questioning the policeman. One of them, you know, has a, a hat on with a little piece of paper stuck in his bill. And another guy has a has a camera with him. And it looks like they're kind of pumping this policeman for information uh, as well. Yeah, I'll try to go around to the back and see if there's a way in. Sure. As you as you move to the uh, west side of the museum, there are still p- more people coming. Uh, from uh, around the island trying to get a look and see what's going on. Of course, the front of the museum is all lit up with lights, and that is, seems to be where where the focus of attention is. As you move to the back, there's like one or two policemen at the uh, pathway leading north, um, but they are more uh, watching for people wanting to come up that path, and they're directing them around the barrier that was erected, the the rope and and tape bearer that's erected to keep people out for um uh for the fireworks setup. But other than those two policemen at the at the north side, it doesn't appear to that people are trying to slip under that rope or anything like that. I will it's still so it is December, so it's at six six fifteen, six thirty. Yeah, it's still dark. it's still dark out. So there are plenty of shadows around if you would like to perform some some stealth activities. Yeah, I think I'll try to sneak up to the back door and see. Okay, see let's roll a stealth plus agility, and we'll make this a D2, because there is a lot of activity going around, going on. You can, you can see a lot of lights in the uh, museum have been turned on in other places that were, it doesn't look like lights have been turned on. Um, you can see some flashlights moving around, especially up on the second floor. You can see flashlights through the through the uh, windows. I will. Did we end up keeping some momentum? Yeah, you have three momentum that I'm allowing to carry over from our last session. All right. I will take one momentum to bring this up to 3D20. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have one success. One success. So you needed two successes. Uh, so, you know, as you are... As you're trying to slip through, uh, you know, one of the police, you know, you, a light from inside the museum kind of shines right down on you and you look up to see a policeman looking out and shining his light at you. And he's gets he's getting ready to blow, uh, blow a whistle to alert other people that you're trying to sneak, sneak past. Yeah, he, I'll let him blow the whistle. All right. He blows the whistle 
and the two policemen that were standing outside at the north side of the museum on the path, they come running over and their flashlights are shining on you. Hey, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, get back on the other side of the rope. This is a dangerous uh, area. Scoozy, scoozy. Uh, I just wanted to see if they took something from the museum. You see, yeah. I was hoping, my father is very wealthy, and I was hoping that he would be able to buy something from the museum for his private collection, blah, blah, blah. I'll wave the other ones past and hopefully pull enough <laughs> attention away through. <laughs> that the All others right, everybody, can get to the door. Everybody else would need to perform an agility plus stealth if anybody wants to also try to sneak around in the shadows while you're conversing with the two guards. And Rodrigo, you also need to do the persuasion check yeah. on this guy. So it's what, a persuasion plus reason? Is that it? Uh, I think that's what we've been doing. Okay. Unless. Well, wait a yep. minute. Hold on. Reason is logic, intellect, and learn fact. Um, will is sense of self and mental strength. Uh, so yeah, probably reason. Okay. Reason plus per persuasion. And you do have your subtle cues since you've been talking yep. to these guys for a moment. Everybody so, else, if you want to perform your stealth check, agility plus stealth D2, you have uh, two momentum left. I think I will try and spend a fortune. Okay. You may really spend one of your fortune. Yes. So two successes plus just the two. All right. So just the two successes for you. Yeah. So you are able to, uh, you know, move far enough north away from where Carlos and the police officers are talking and you're out of the sight of any kind of big lights and you're able to slip your way up to the museum steps. Uh, um, Doc, on the other hand, I, I guess is just following following uh, Dutch and, you know, runs right into the conversation with the policeman. And Blisco is zero successes. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you also get uh, maybe all three of you are, are using this opportunity of failure to uh, allow. Um, Valentino to make his way up to that back door. Yeah. So you had two successes on your persuasion uh, check, yeah. Rodrigo. So they seem to be believing you. They're like, oh, your father, very rich, huh? Is he going to be able to get you out of the jail? <laughs> I, I laugh at all. I was like, oh, you guys, listen, I was very, very bewildered by all the lights. I, I did not realize that I wasn't allowed to come back here. I thought, Maybe somebody had broken in from the front, but uh, I'll tell you what. How about uh, how about after this is all over, I buy you all a coffee, huh? They kind of look at each other and they're like, oh, we prefer Da Vinci or Michelangelo, if you don't mind. <laughs> you guys, Italians uh, have such a great sense of humor. And and you know, uh, you know, Dutch that. Uh, on the Italian currency. And again, ladies and gentlemen listening, I just looked this up now. So I don't know who was on the currency in 1940 or 1938, 39. Uh, but uh, apparently current Italian currency, Da Vinci and Michelangelo uh, are uh, some of the famous faces on Italian banknotes. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, uh, if Dutch gets what they're saying, mm -hmm. I think you do. Uh, then actually, uh, he's going to be like, oh, Oh, these guys are bribable. Okay. Um, 
then he's gonna be like uh he's gonna like be like oh thank you thank you and like slip him some money and then be like um like handshake one of them and like have a bill in his hand and then like handshake the other one and like not let him go and be like i don't suppose you'd be interested in like uh some more past masters of painting and sculpture they both look at the monies in their hand how much monies did you give them are we adjusting for inflation Eh, let's not adjust (laughs) for inflation Uh, i would say like uh five dollars would be like a really good yeah that's like a passing bribe kind of thing you can eat all day with five dollars oh yeah probably all week for Uh, ten each well i'll give them five each Right. So they look at that and they seem pleased and they look at each other and they kind of smile and nod and you can see them kind of slip the bill into their breast pocket and tap it down and look at you and stand there and kind of looking at you. Yeah. I was like, uh, because I still would like to get in there and see about if that piece was taken so I can tell my father. And they kind of look at each other. Here's the thing. If we let you in and you get caught because there's a lot of the police in there. Uh, we're going to get into trouble and then we're going to get a fired and then our wives are going to beat us. Hey, if, uh, if they catch me, I'll tell them that I came in some other way. I won't tell them I came in through the back. Hmm. Hmm. And in you fact, see them hey, kinda... is there somebody, are there any of these guys you don't like? I'll, I'll tell them that I came in through their post. Yeah. Everybody's moving around. So we don't know where everyone's at. Uh, okay, all right. but you see one of them kind of, turn around and look away like he's surveying the area and you can see he's got his hand out and he's kind of giving you the gimme finger. Yep. But I'll I'll spend ten more monies. On each of them? Uh do I think that would be reasonable? That would probably be the best way. Okay. And then give me a persuasion check uh D one. And again you can use your subtle cues if you want to. Uh, I will. I'll buy a D20, and uh, since we still have a momentum, go ahead and spend a momentum to get this up to 4D20. Okay. Because I'm trying to get below 9 here. Nice. One success. success. You succeed. They seem pretty pleased, and they're like, listen, only you. Your friends here, they got to stay back. Too many people in there running around is going to complicate things. All right. Uh, I'll catch you guys later. Just keep an eye on things, huh? Stay out of the way. And one of them pulls you aside. Stay out of the way. Stay into the shadows. Uh, Dutch will duck down. Okay. And I think they're also referring to once you're inside the museum. Yeah. <laughs> um, you get up to the door and, oh, hey, look, there, there's Valentino standing there. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Can we get uh, this open? Let's try the door. Yeah, so yeah, the door's <laughs> unlocked. Okay, after you, sneak in. Yeah. Okay, you go in, and you are in the back lobby entrance of the museum. Uh, before you is the Great Hall, and fortunately, you've both slipped in unnoticed because there's, like, two kind of pillars inside that front lobby that kind of block views all the way into the Great Hall. But as you peek around, you can see that uh, that there are a lot of police and officials, museum officials there, uh, poking around, looking around. There's at least one secretary lady uh, over in the corner fanning herself, and a, and a policeman is there trying to give her some water and, you know, fan her down. 
in the middle of the Great Hall, you can see there is indeed a big blood splat right in the center of the Great Hall. And it's kind of, you can kind of see the outline of some shoulders in the blood. And everyone's standing around looking. You see some other guards walking in and out left and right. Uh, if you are careful, uh, you can avoid any guards walking in that north hallway. Yeah, we'll try to we'll try to time it so we can take a peek at the grand display gallery. Okay, yeah. uh, so hmm. I don't want to make a suggestion. Okay, but I will. I will. I was going to say, uh, you know, you are allowed. To, you are allowed to make suggestions. All right. So, uh, what would probably be better instead of being on the first floor? would be to use that stairway oh. to go up to the second floor because the first floor you remember was there was a lot of lights on yeah. on the first floor but the second floor you only saw occasional flashlight passes okay all right yeah we'll do that we'll okay so you go up to the second floor and indeed it is very dark at the top of the second floor which i don't think any you guys have really spent a lot of time in the second floor at the no. top of the of the second floor right as soon as you get off that back stairwell that's where the administration offices are and one of the doors is partially open. It's lit inside. You can hear um, somebody, the head of the museum or whoever that has gotten there a few minutes ago, arguing with somebody uh, in Italian. It's very animated. But that's all that you see as soon as you get to the top of the stairs. You see a flashlight beam all the way down on the end of the second floor to the west near one of the, uh, but it's clear in the other room. So it doesn't look like anybody is moving towards that that uh, northeast entrance on the westmost room. So you probably have some room uh, time to get down that hallway and into one of the north entrances to the the gallery walk uh, yeah. at the sea below. Yeah, we'll try that. Yeah. Uh, you go down the hallway and you are able to slip in to the little walkway area. Again, there are displays up here as well. There's some very nice glass pieces and you're able to peer down into the area below and it's kind of a mess. Uh, you know, there was a, a, a swan statue with this big, long, graceful neck. It's been knocked over and smashed. Ah, uh, no, uh, not the, the swan. I know. Right. The really big bear crystal piece also has been destroyed. The little intricate ballerina pieces have been destroyed. Uh, it looks like there is some kind of a fight here. In fact, in the South uh, West corner of the room, you do see what looks like more blood, a large, puddle of blood and maybe a foot in a shoe. Uh, in the middle of the room, there is a column where um, a unit would be on display and the top of that column is empty. Okay. So the orb's gone. I suppose let's get back on out of here then. Uh, one thing first, put on that mask. Okay. I put on the mask. Uh, you put on the mask, and below you, um, again, all the glass kind of starts to glow, this ethereal glow. And uh, you can see that the room below is empty, except for the little girl that's standing in the north, um, the northeast corner of the room. And as soon as you put that mask on and you look down, she looks right up at you. And you can tell that she is very sad. It looks like she's been crying. I'll motion her up and see if she can come up. She kind of looks around and then shakes her head. <sighs> All right. 
uh, flip the mask back off and back into my jacket. Uh, yeah, the little girl's still there, but it doesn't look like she's able to float on up here or anything. So we can't get down there right now. No, I mean, I mean, eventually you might be able to, um, but you know, uh, there are um, once or twice you see a police uh, official policeman walk into the room with a guard and again, what looks to be like another administrative person. And they're looking around at the display. If you hide back into the corner of the shadows, you start to hear voices down the hallway and it's the main administrator and the other person that he was, sounds like he was having an argument with and you can hear them go down the stairs and you can kind of hear the argument echo throughout the great hall as the two enter the grand display gallery below. And they are having a very, um, heated exchange between one another the man uh it is the uh, main administrator and a man in a black suit he's got his hair you know comb back slick back the suits look very familiar the man looks somewhat familiar but they're having a heated argument and the man in the black suit is pointing to everything that's been broken saying stuff in very aggressive italian and he's pointing to the center display and shouting at the man. And the administrator is kind of like, yes, yes, I'm sorry. Uh, he's trying to shout back. You don't understand. Uh, this is just going to happen again. And the man in black is like, I don't, I don't, I do not care. Get it fixed. And uh, goes stomping off, uh, leaving the police that are in the room uh, staring at the administrator as the man in the black uh, suit stomps out of the room back into the great hall. Soon after the man in black leaves, the administrator kind of snaps his fingers, calls over one of the, the museum guards. Uh, he comes over, says something into the guard's ear. The guard nods. Um, he exits out the southeast corner of the, uh, I'm sorry, the southwest corner of the Grand Display Gallery. While the police continue to take pictures of all of the broken display pieces, the body part, the blood, all of that stuff. Do we hear what the administrator says to the guard? No, he kind of leans into his ear and whispers something because it's clear whatever is being said that the, well, let's see. Let me, let me have you roll a thing here. Roll an insight plus observation D1. Okay. So Dutch is a success. Yep. Two successes. Ah, two successes. So you get a momentum back. Yeah. So it uh, feels like the conversation that you have or that you witness below uh, between the man in the black suit and the museum uh, administrator uh, seemed to be like the museum administrator was in a subservient position to the man in the black suit when right. the museum and, and they were speaking in generalities about look at this mess, clean it up. The museum curator is like, it'll just happen again. Uh, the uh, when he goes and speaks to one of the guards, you, he doesn't, you, you can't hear what he's saying but it's clear that he doesn't want the police who are around to hear what they are, what the exchange that they're having. Mm -hmm. And then the guard leaves. And then the guard leaves out the Southwest exit of the grand display gallery. I turn to Valentine and say, we should keep track of that guard. All right. Do you have uh, the map in front of you of the museum? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there are some things in that Southwest corner of the museum that, um, that might tip you off. Like yep. the boiler room. Like the boiler room. Yep. Well, is there a 
there is there a set of stairs that's closer to that side or are we going to have to go down the main stairs or? yeah so the only set of stairs there are the two main grand staircases at the front of the building if you went down there you would most certainly be seen by the police and by any yeah. museum guards you would still need to go down that back staircase quietly if you wanted to slip out the back and not be seen yeah or will... if you wanted to do any other shenanigans in the museum yeah did we hear the administrator come back upstairs or anything no, he was kind of standing there a moment, and then uh, just before you exit the Grand Display Gallery, you hear somebody from the Great Hall call his name. Uh, his name is uh, Charlie. His name is Charlie. We'll give one of our one of our patrons a shout out here. Should we uh, take the opportunity to check his office? I really want to see what that guard's doing. You want to split up? Sounds dangerous as heck, but sure. All right. You check the office. I'll go check on that guard. All right. Okay. So you both make your way back down the hallway. Uh, you don't see any flashlights on this end of the hallway at this point, although the administrator's office light is still on. Um, Valentino, you go inside the administrator's office. It is, uh, as you can see, right off the stairwell, there's a series of, of rooms. There's a big kind of meeting room. Uh, and then at the far west side looks to be an office suite. Uh, that would be the main administrator's office. And then there are a couple of side rooms to the, uh, I'm sorry, to the west is the administrator's room. To the east are a couple of, uh, looks like maybe one other minor administrator's office and some kind of a break room or a bathroom up on, private bathroom up on this floor. Uh, nothing too technical. That may be... Somehow. Yeah, surprisingly, you know, none of the doors are locked. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the place is crawling with police and guards. Who would want to break into an administrator's office uh, packed with police, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hoping I could maybe learn something about the security around here, but I don't know that that's really okay. necessary at this point. Um, so uh, are you in the so where, are you going to go into the administrator's office or are you just standing around in this room? I'll go into the office. Okay, so you go into the administrator's office, and first you go into a little anteroom, which is where the uh, secretary would be at. There are some filing cabinets, and then there's a big, impressive door that says, uh, you know, Murano Curator uh, on it. And that is the obviously the door into the uh, main administrator's uh, office. You open that up, and it is a very grand desk. There's wood paneling all around. There's a nice big window uh, up to the north that overlooks the grounds. And uh, you can see a picture of uh, somebody of importance. It's an old picture right behind the desk. And there's a nice big wooden oak desk and a nice leather chair behind it. In front of the desk are two uh, other leather chairs. And around the room are some interesting glass pieces. Some of them look like they're being removed from boxes. Others look like they may be part of like a office display collection feel like i kind of want to open that window just in case i need to make a hasty exit okay you go over and um uh, you like are I... able to open up the window and yeah. you can lean out and you can see that it's uh, uh the dawn is starting to to come uh, but it's still very dark out if you can look down and you can see some policemen standing around uh trying to shoo some some curious onlookers away uh if you look way off to the west you can see Blisco and Doc standing idling around a tree. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I would 
not try to draw their attention because I might draw other people's attention. I'll just. Yeah. If you look straight down, if you look straight down, a bunch of, bunch of rose bushes. Oh, the kind with a big sticky, hard thorns. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That might suck later, but anyways. Uh, All right. Yeah. Now that that's open, I'm going to go look around the office, see if there's anything. Observation plus. um, Okay. So, where do you think you would look? Where do you think you would look in this office for whatever you're looking for? Uh, the drawers would be the main thing I look. If there's like a long, uh, you know, like the center drawer, uh, check, start there first. Okay. Instead of doing a, a observation and insight, let's do an observation and reason because by your okay. reasoning, you should look in that center drawer first. All right. Uh, we'll do a, a D1 on this. I'll just roll the two. Uh, hey, two, two successes. successes. Very nice. So you open that center drawer, and sure enough, it looks like an administrator's uh, drawer. You know, some pins roll forward. There's a stack of papers there. It, there's nothing of note there. But when you close the door, you hear kind of a, like a little click coming from underneath the drawer, underneath the desk. Okay, yeah. Let's. Uh, can I take the drawer out fully? I don't, I don't think you need to take the drawer out fully. I'll look under the desk. <laughs> yeah, you look under the desk, and right on the left side of the desk, uh, you see a button there. And that button says alarm, or however they say it in Italian. Okay. It says alarm. I'll note uh, that. And then underneath, underneath the word alarm, it's been kind of rubbed off. Uh, but you can cons- kind of see it says reset. Ah, yeah, definitely keep that in mind for later. Uh, check the other drawers. Yeah, again, there's a few things uh, top to bottom. In the very bottom drawer, you find a handgun. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I it's a, it's a small, one. it's a small handgun. It's a Walther uh, okay, handgun, yeah. but it's it's down there. And nothing else that seems to uh, jump out. I mean, you see a lot of glass pieces around. Yeah. There's the two. There's the two chairs on the other side of the desk. The big uh, picture behind you uh, of the uh, big important person, apparently. I think I'll start sneaking back out. Okay, you make your way out the hallway, down the stairs. So you're now on the first floor, and there's a lot more activity down here. Uh, so you're going to have to kind of scurry your way if you're wanting to make it out the back door. Yeah, I'll just go out the back before. All right, Rodrigo, you made it down to the bottom of the stairs. And what you going to do? I'm going to try to keep an eye on where that guard is going. And so uh, let me ask you this. What kind of clothing are you wearing today? Are you wearing like casual clothing is this something where someone might uh, mistake you as uh some kind of a businessman or an official or are you wearing like are you wearing your costume uh i don't think dutch had like a full costume he was just wearing a mask okay so So you you have on a suit yeah probably um just like a a light you said you said it was winter right so then no Mm -hmm. a a nice a uh, dark suit, um, and probably a um, what do you call them? A, trend, a blazer, uh, like an overcoat. Oh yeah, an overcoat. Okay, yeah. all right. Roll me a will plus tactics is more like planning 
you know, yeah, a path, it's like right? playing an attack or something. So, um, so what would be the thing that you would want to roll to make yourself appear to blend in with everybody? Would that be stealth? Uh, that would probably be persuasion? either persuasion or we said that there wasn't a yeah, persuasion has the deception aspect of it, which all right. Yeah, so persuasion kind of more yeah. than stealth. All right. So persuasion plus uh, plus will. You have to have the confidence to to pull this off. D D two. D two. I'll yeah. spend a momentum. All right. Uh, do I want to blow a, just blow a fortune on this? I mean, you can. Let's do. Okay. You are going to get automatically two, and then whatever you roll on top of these. So that'll take me back to two D twenty, right? Because one yeah. of them is mm-hmm. automatically Already a one. One. Mm-hmm. Ah, great. And I get two more successes and a complication. Okay. So you get down to the bottom of the stairs and, uh, you know, the idea is that you are trying to blend in with maybe some other people that might be around either a, uh, you know, a police official, an investigator. if, uh, yeah, an investigator, if someone for the museum approaches you or a, um, a member of the museum, if someone of the police approaches you, right? So you get down right off the stairs, and as soon as you get off the stairs, you run right into the museum administrator, the main guy that you were just observing in the Grand Display Gallery. Yep. Oh, uh, excuse me. Uh, who are you? I'll pat him on the shoulder and like, uh, top floor seems to be clear. Thank you for your cooperation. Uh, um, yes, your name is a what? Uh my name is... You're with the police? Yes. My name is Federico. Hmm. Oh, okay, I thought I knew all the police. Uh, okay. Uh, fine, fine, fine. And he just kind of walks back uh, down the hallway, uh, going into another room. He walks, he walks east. Okay. I'll try to stay uh, on the, uh, like... Keep the security guard uh, in sight. Yeah, and you're not going to be able to. Can, from, sure, you have to. Like, you would have to walk all the way around if you're going to go around the outer edge of the building to where he's at, because you you don't really would have line of sight from. You wouldn't have line of sight from like here down to here. Right. Um. In that case, I think I will because like was the security guard like hustling. Uh, kind of, yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh, then, uh, I guess I'll try to cut across the Grand Display Gallery. Okay, so you go, uh, you go north into the chandelier uh, hallway, and then you enter the north into the Grand Display Gallery. There are some policemen looking around. One of them looks up at you, uh, takes pictures. Uh, there's a security guard. Uh, just kind of standing around looking kind of lost and you exit through the South uh, West corner of the display gallery. Yep. And you're now in this uh, other room next to, or near where the boiler room entrance would be. And you're standing next to the gift shop. I will try to listen for the security guards, like footsteps. You hear some footsteps and you hear a squeaky wheel. And uh, that direction. Okay, so you head west, and sure enough, you see a guard, and you see two two janitorial type people, 
and they're wheeling a big bucket of, of uh, stuff, brooms, mops, etc. It's clear that the administrator told the guard to go get the, the janitorial crew to start cleaning up this mess. Okay. After they go past, or I'll try to go around the corner so as not to like see them directly. Okay. So they, they, they pass by without noticing you. Yep. So I'll go back into the boiler room. Okay. You go back into the boiler room and there's pipes and steam and fuse boxes and everything all, uh, you know, uh, all over the place. Uh, this is definitely where the janitors came from. You can find uh, some larger uh, refuse bins uh, back there. Uh, you find a little table where it looks like people have been repairing things. Uh, there's a light on and you see a smoking cigar in one of the ashtrays. I will give this room a pretty thorough look to see if, uh, or and I'll check the fuse box. Like I'll open yeah. it up and like check it. Yeah, you open up the fuse box and there are switches for every room in the gallery, first floor, second floor, outside, administrator's office. There's a, another switch specifically for the administrator's office. Okay. But this kind of looks like a typical boiler room that you would find in a medium to large size. I don't know. Uh, when when I grew up, I grew up in a 19... Uh, went going to a, like a 1960s grade school. And that mm -hmm. boiler room was a scary place to go into, but it was also sure. fascinating because you had the pipes and the noise and the whatever else going on. So I know it's very fascinating, but it really kind of looks like a boiler room. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any like access to a lower part of the building. Like I, I, notice, I know this, yeah, is, so I know this notice, is an island, so you presumably can't yeah, you're go not too gonna, low. You're not going to have a, you're not going to have a, a, a basement, so to speak. Yeah. But yeah, there is like a uh, set of stairs, like half stairs in the far northeast or sorry for far northwest corner of this room that descends down to like a crawl space underneath the entire uh, museum i as well check it out all right so you get down on your hands and knees you get underneath there it's like it's probably like maybe three and a half four feet high underneath there it's it's enough to where you can see the stone work of the building and you can see these uh stone pylons that are holding up the joists for the building and you know you see the the beams that go go across it's really a place for maintenance and so when you crawl underneath there you can see uh pipes you can see electrical wires um you can probably see uh something scurrying here or there or you know providing that you grabbed a flashlight and turned it on when you went under yeah there. yeah i would have yeah yeah okay um, I'll go a little ways, but if it just looks like, you know, if it just looks like a yeah, normal so crawl space, then it, it is a crawl space. But if you follow it into where the area of the grand display gallery is, you notice that that entire area has got like a solid mini wall all the way around it. Like instead of, so, you know, instead of like every, um, three feet there's a pylon where a beam is resting on it this one there is a wall around that entire um area that would be the grand display gallery okay and if you uh, go if you try to follow that around which is the only way that you would know there would be a solid wall all the way around it um, you'll notice that there's this black area on the map uh, that is also a reinforced walled area okay so that but other than that like probably structural 
you can try a academic plus reason okay. D three, because I don't think that you did any of that in school, right? You didn't do any Ar architecture. Architecture, probably not. Okay, Is that so this would be a D three. Yeah, I mean, you don't gonna... have to do it if you don't want to. If you think it's too high, you don't have to. I mean, is there a penalty to me just? No, you can just say no. I don't. I, I just. You can just assume that it's structural. Okay, we'll just. It just looks to. It's weird that there isn't like a matching one on the other side if it's structural. Correct. So I'll go around it and see if there's anything else of note about that area. No, not really. Try to think about where I am. And what that area looks like. Uh, yeah, the, no, you just, again, floor. everything looks to be pretty spaced out. You know, as far as old as this building is, the ancient architects from the 1200s, when this building was first built, and presumably uh, updates throughout the centuries, they really constructed this building well. You've been down into the basement of your um, ancestral home uh, back in America, and you know that, you know, there's a lot of these things that uh, even though your home is built very nice and it's, you know, it's at least a hundred years old in itself. You know, that timbers tend to crack over time. If they're not taken sure. care of sure. that basements can flood and you don't see any signs. This area down underneath this building appears dry. The timbers and the beams that are keeping everything up are, are very uh, sturdy and secure. The stonework, the masonry work is exceptional uh, based on your past experience uh, on your, on your home. Is there, while I'm looking around, is there any other access at all to this crawl space? Like, have I passed any, like, vents? Or... No, 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 no. There, there may be a few circulatory vents, because one thing that you do want to do in a crawl space like this is keep it dry. So you might have a few circulatory vents that are not big enough to crawl through, um, right. but they are, like, registers that you might find occasionally going up into different areas of the building. And that's simply to circulate the air... Uh, through the building to to have it come and flow through and keep that area dry. Okay. Well, uh, in that case, I will head back towards the boiler room. Okay. You head back to the boiler room, and uh, as you're you're exiting out of the boiler room, you start to hear some of the janitorial uh, people come back, and they're just like, "Can you believe that uh, uh, Samuel was killed? I cannot believe this. Uh, Samuel was such a good uh, such a good guy. I liked uh, playing cards with him at night. Ah, oh, Samuel was such a good guy. I miss him. I'm gonna miss him too." And the uh, the other guy, the new guy, what was his his name? Uh, his name was a uh, was a uh, uh, was a Mags or something. I don't remember what that uh, what his name was. He's a horrible. He's a horrible. But uh, uh, let's uh, keep it quiet. Let's and he gives himself a sign of the cross uh, to kind of keep uh, ward away bad evil stuff. And it's clear that they're just going about their business cleaning cleaning up. Yep, I'll try to exit uh, in a, such a way as to avoid them. Yeah, sure. You you do that without a problem. Um, and then I will head back towards the, uh, back exit. And this time I will go in a roundabout way so as to try to avoid, uh, attention. Yeah. You know what? Uh, you carry yourself so well that, um, that either the police think that you are somebody that's part of the administration of the museum or if there's somebody from the museum, they think that you're an investigator for the police. So you're able with your confidence to stroll back out the back door of the of the museum. Hey, look, you you got out. And as soon as the door closes right behind you, there is a Valentino. Oh, hey, did you find anything? 
Oh, uh, well, I uh, found uh, apparently a uh, button for the alarm and uh, reset for it and uh, administrator's office. Okay. Well, that doesn't help us much now. No. I was hoping, just hoping against hope, that the orb was a fake and that they had another one somewhere else, but I couldn't find any place where that sort of thing would be kept. The boiler room is just a boiler room. There's a giant crawl area underneath the building for maintenance, hmm. um, but I couldn't find anything different. When I when I went back through, did this area... So this area is just a wall? Yeah, from from as you're walking around it, it just appears to be part of the architecture of the building. Okay. and the, But it is kind of weird because you would expect a... Yeah. Um, duplicate staircase on that side. Yeah, so I'll be like, there is one kind of weird place that's attached to the Grand Display Gallery, but uh, I don't know enough about architecture to know if it's actually weird. Well, I can't say I'm too uh, learned in it, but uh, what? It, how so? So, you remember where the Grand Display Gallery is? Mm-hmm. So there's this big uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, like uh, like Z-shaped or S-shaped area um, that's attached to it that goes all the way down and is just like a wall all the way down to the basement or to the crawl space. Uh, if it was structural, I would expect that there would be an identical one on the other side since the museum is pretty much completely symmetrical. Um, it's just kind of... I mean... I, I, when I was down there, there weren't any like glowing mushrooms or things with tentacles. So weirdly, uh, my uh, some of the expertise that I've been developing wasn't called on. But I, uh, it just seems weird. You're right. It does seem weird that there would be a void in this building. Yeah. So and if you look on the second floor, you also notice that that void area extends up onto that second floor as well. Yeah, like, since we're in the back, we'll just, like, go back in, and I'll, like, we can <laughs> probably see it from the exit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, see you that You can just thing. point to the wall, and of course, the, the wall is lined with pictures, and there's a map on one of the walls, but there's a lot of pictures uh, pointing you to different areas that, in fact, uh, uh, one of them, again, looks to be a picture that for you, Valentino, looks similar to the picture that you saw up in the administrator's office. And the plate underneath says, Our Founder. Uh, Glassy McGlassface. <laughs> yeah, there's a similar picture there up in the administrator's office. Uh, looks like that would be, again, if uh, it was symmetrical with the rest of it, where a staircase would be. Right. You, you want to try and check it out again? I, <laughs> I also think we probably need to talk to that little girl. But yeah. chances are they're going to be closing the museum for the rest of the day today. And also, if we're just wrong about all of this stuff, because I'm hoping, you know, now that we're in this terrible losing proposition, that the orb was a decoy and that they actually have the real one somewhere else. Um, but if not, what we should be doing is hauling as quickly as possible to the closest airport and hope to intercept any Nazis that might be trying to leave the country. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. Uh, if they have it, 
I think we're just wasting time here. You can see a couple of janitors now entering the great hall from where you guys are standing in that uh, back entrance uh, lobby area. You see janitors entering the great hall and they pull out their buckets and their mops and one of them splops it down on the on the blood and starts wiping up the blood. And, you know, a couple of the police that are standing around are kind of looking at that and you can see them, their faces grow a little pale and they all start exiting out the front of of the museum. And really now the only people standing in the great hall are two janitors. The secretary has moved off. You don't know where she is or the woman, I should say, uh, has moved off somewhere else. And, um, you know, you may see the administrator walk through every once in a while. But uh, say for those two guys, that's that's it in the great hall. OK, um, I'll I'll say like, OK, let's uh, let's go see if you can if I can. Distract whoever's left long enough for you to talk to that girl. OK, sounds good. So I'll just head right into the Grand Display Gallery. You enter the Grand Display Gallery and, uh, yeah, most of the glass has been cleaned up. Uh, The room looks very empty, but the first golden rays of the light are starting to peek through that giant glass dome and start to hit up on the the second floor. Uh, There's no one else in this room at the moment. It appears that all of the police have cleared out and... If you were to guess, um, the the rest of the museum feels fairly empty. Why would you guess that is? But they're not going to open it? That would be a very good guess on that. So yeah. right now, the Grand Display Gallery is empty. Okay. Well, then I don't have to talk to nobody. I'll okay. just motion for him to put on the mask, right. and I'll yep. keep an eye out. I'll just kind of slide on in, put on the mask. There is a little girl standing in the northwest corner of the room. Go to the northwest corner. Hey, sorry I wasn't able to talk before. Um, My mother told me to never talk to strangers. Well, I guess you don't get much uh, options these days, huh? Have you seen my mummy? No, I'm afraid not. Um, Was she around here? She was at one time, but she's not here now. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I really want my, I really want my charm back. What charm was that? The one my mommy gave me. What's it look like? It's glass heart. Oh. And she starts to cry. I am missing my mommy so much. Uh, Sorry. Uh, Do you know what happened in here earlier? Why all these things are broken? Something very bad happened. The six creatures have come. Was it the older lady and the six kids? They were not a children. They were they were creatures. They're creatures. Yeah, I assume they took the glass orb and left. Oh, that's understandable. Uh, can you leave this hall? Let's go. No, Are you try to go find your mother. I'm gonna... she, she tries to mouth something, but you can't hear any voice from her. I'll go look for her. Uh, yeah, uh, you uh, wait here. Uh, slip off my mask and step back towards uh, Dutch and uh, say, yeah, unfortunately, she didn't really have uh, too much information. Um, sounds like it was probably the Germans we kept running into previously. Okay. Yeah, that was my... That's what I assumed happened. Uh, yeah. 
Okay, let me get a look at this wall here mm -hmm. and see if there's anything weird about it on the side of the gallery. Sure. So right. up in that northwest corner of the gallery. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I was going to say, let, I'll check out that portrait of the founder. Oh, on the and, outside? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you go, you go back out, and the portrait of the founder is just like portrait of the founder. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's, an old, it's an old guy who looks very important, and just like old uh, pictures of people of import, uh, like uh, people that do great things, you know, you've got their, their portrait, but then uh, surrounding them are all of these great things that they did. So uh, he's kind of sitting and looking uh, out at you, and behind him is an open window, and if you were to look through that window... You can see the museum in the background because he's obviously the founder of the museum. So there's a great bit that he did. And on his desk, you can, uh, you know, this desk that he is, uh, that's behind him as well in front of the window, you can see uh, these uh, very intricate glass pieces. And one of the pieces sitting on the desk, if you look, is this red orb with these things through it. Uh, Rodrigo, if you would, uh, uh, insight plus observation, please. D2. Uh, I'll take a momentum. Okay. Two successes. Nice. As you approach that corner of the room, you feel something. Something that is trying to tell you to get away from this place. And as you look in that corner, you can see, if you look closely, because it's very hard to see, you see some kind of um, symbols carved into the wall along the base of the wall uh, running along uh, the base of the wall on the two corners and then kind of running up and all the way up to the ceiling and back around. It's very faint. Uh, even, even if the sun were striking these throughout the day, you would be hard pressed to see these, these symbols carved into that portion of, of the wall. Have I seen symbols like this before? These are weird symbols. Um, they are they are symbols that have maybe no specific meaning to you, but you probably know that these symbols are of some kind of a magical nature. Yeah, because uh, I because I like felt something supernatural when I approached them. Right? Yeah, you you had this urge to just get away, and it, it's still there. In fact, why don't you roll me what's a will plus um. Um, resilience. resilience. Give me a will plus a resilience check. Uh, let's make that a D two as well. Uh, I would like to use my dauntless talent. Okay. Uh, which allows me to, in the same way that subtle cues lets me buy a free one, I can buy a free one uh, to resist being intimidated or threatened or fear and panic. Okay. So I'll buy a free one, a free D20, and then uh, you said it was will plus resilience. Resilience, yeah. Okay, so that's less than 12. Two successes. Two successes. So uh, you are able to resist this urge to just run from this room. Okay. That's good. That's something. You said yep. they go all the way to the ceiling? All the way to the ceiling. Do they deviate in any way? Do they form any sort of like additional pattern or is it just like? No, it's just like this big kind of square pattern that kind of follows the the outline of that portion of the room. Okay. Uh, okay. First, first break in the case. Uh, I will start going around on the first floor uh, and okay. like look around and see if there's any other symbols on the wall. 
And then if I run into Valentino, I'll hey, look, be there's like, Valentino staring intently at a picture. There's a bunch of weird symbols in the grand gallery uh, on this weird on this structure. Right. So and they're magic, and they were like trying to scare me. Hmm. Fortunately, uh, I am a rich mestizo, so I completely ignore them. I see. This would be funnier if you were Mexican. Uh, can you peek outside and see what the security situation is right now? Maybe we can get uh, Doc and uh, Bug Eater in here. Yeah, I saw him by a tree earlier. Uh, yeah, I'll peek outside that, and see. At that moment, at that moment, as as you two are standing up here in uh, this corner, the you can see or hear the main front door open because the other one's broken and off its hinges. The door opens and in walk four men in black suits. Mm. They are 100% business. They are uh, super, super serious. They walk through the great hall. They take a left uh, and then they go into the grand display gallery and you can hear some kind of stuff uh, coming from that room. Second thought, let's say I'm scary. I will try and listen in a little bit. You can hear something that sounds like we don't have much time. And another person says something, something, something reset. I mean that I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> like that's either a, you, this needs to happen now or this needs to wait till the reset. So yeah, you're, you're kind of far away to just, hear it but the way these rooms bounce and echo and everything yeah. um th that's the only thing that you're really able to pick up from where you're standing in a completely plus, different room yeah plus i can't see their hands and half of italian is seeing what their hands yeah are, if you would so. they would be definitely gesturing uh, gesticulating wildly yeah uh okay uh you hear so, the, some more feet on the tile and you see the administrator come from the east side of the building across the Great Hall into the Grand Display Gallery. Okay. Let's leave and meet up with the other two. Yeah. You exit the building. Uh, Blisco and, and Doc, did you guys do anything during this last oh, hour that uh, that Valentino and Dutch have been inside the building? Breakfast. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I... Yeah, there's a, there's a little cafe uh, you, you know, if you follow the uh, sidewalk down uh, to the to the um, to the west, there's a cafe that you guys have been to before, and they are uh, selling their world famous um, sausage pastries. <laughs> or what were they? They were they were lasagna pastries or something. I forget what we called them last time. But... They were like breakfast lasagnas. Is yeah, breakfast lasagna. Description. There you go. They, they have their breakfast lasagnas. Breakfast lasagnas. And he's uh, very happy uh, as you're sitting there, you know, the, the owner main waiter guy, he's really standing. If you're sitting out on the sidewalk, are you inside are you at the table on the sidewalk or inside the, the restaurant cafe? Uh, the only way I'd go inside is if we can actually see the. Yeah. I mean, there's museum. big picture windows there, but uh, you know, outside is nice too. I mean, it's chilly. It's really cold, right? It's December. Probably inside then just to. Okay. So you're sitting right next to one of the windows and, you know, big windows and, uh, you know, the waiter is bringing stuff to you. And every time he comes over to where you guys are at, 
um, and and gives you your your coffee and your breakfast lasagna. He'll step off to the side and just stare out the out the window. Oh, what a terrible thing! What a terrible thing that's happened to our city right in the middle of the festival. This is this is a horrible. I heard, and he turns to to both of you. I heard there was a murder. What? What? Yes. I heard that there was a man killed at the museum last night. One of the guards. This is a horrible. That is horrible. Did they know who did it? I don't know, but a friend of mine said a Canadian broke into their home the other day and beat them up. Oh. Why would they do that? Who knows what these crazy Canadians are doing? I tell you, the Italian government needs to do something about these Canadians. Good, good audible gesticulation there, Stephen. Yeah, sorry. It's just that, yeah, I was, that, was, that was awesome. But it's so sad. So sad. I hope, I hope it was a I hope he was not uh, somebody with a family. And you hope he didn't suffer. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody came in earlier and they looked very pale. He said he was in the museum and it was a horrible sight. Oh, that's terrible. Yes. Do we know why anybody was there? I mean, there are so many reasons why to break into the museum. But, got to tell you something, just up between you and me, Mm -hmm. that museum... Anyone who will break into that museum has never stolen anything. Why? Oh, why? Ah, that is a secret that no one has been able to figure out, but when he looks around, there's something people break in, they try to do a crime, and then they don't walk out with anything. Is it haunted? Haunted like a ghost? (laughs) <laughs> oh, 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 no. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Hey, uh, let me bring you a lasagna pastry, huh? Grazie. And he walks back laughing. <laughs> Ghosts. <laughs> oh, such a silliness. And then you hear from the back some old woman yelling at him. Uh, you are laughing. You are laughing at somebody's death. No, my mama. <laughs> some silly americans ma no ma Ugh. i don't i don't know what italian culture was like back then but i don't from know my, from my limited research there's probably a lot of people saying like ah maybe we will be murdered as well because that's that's what <laughs> that's italian probably believe. Why she's like not yeah that's why that one guy you saw him crossing himself uh, the one uh, janitor crossing himself because he doesn't want to bring any badness onto him. And, yeah, it's like you know, or, certainly the mother, you know, laughing at death, and probably he got smacked upside the head. Probably, yeah, like certainly in my culture, you don't say the terrible thing, but Italians say the terrible thing, and that's what prevents it from happening. Right. Yeah. If you if you say it, it can't yeah. happen. Right. Oh yeah. I guess we're we're still investigating You're over the, there. the building at this point. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I think we maybe need to uh, see if we can uh, listen around and if there's any kind of uh, important gossip or anything going through the. So, oh, no, everything's on fire. Here's, here's, here's the thing. So when you guys walked over and left the, uh, the police um, when Dutch uh, was allowed through, you both went over to the cafe to get something to eat, which gives you a direct line of sight through the trees and the walkway right up to the front of the museum. And mm-hmm. yes, there's, you know, huge crowds of people, probably eight people deep, just in a semicircle around the front of the, 
entrance and the police are trying to keep them back. Much bigger presence up there. You see some flashbulb photographer uh, stuff going on. Uh, but then eventually you see a bunch of people leave the front of the museum. Uh, so it looks like police are in there. There's some suited people. You see a woman who is just very pale faced. In fact, there's a, uh, a policeman that's kind of trying to escort her and patting her hand as he's leading her down the stairs. And, you know, eventually you see one of the janitors come out and put up a barricade, like a wooden barricade on the steps leading up to the, uh, up to the museum entrance. And then, and the crowd starts to starts to disperse. And so it thins out very much until about another 20 minutes later, you see four men in black suits just walking very briskly up to the steps of the building and entering the, the glass museum. Mm. All right. I think we need to see if we can find a way to get in there. Yeah. See if we can let the boys know what's happening outside. Yeah. Let's finish up. Or was no. like <laughs> shoveling the last little bit of food. All right, let's go. All right. After the hey, second yeah, thank course. You, thank we'll you very much. Uh, thank you very much. Please come again. Oh, we will. We leave a, a nice tip of some monies. Indeed. All right. So you cross the street and you're standing on that sidewalk and around the corner of the museum, you see Valentino and Dutch approaching you. Oh, good. You're hey, here. Yeah. We were worried. We saw a bunch of. Uh, Fancy guys in I'd suits. Mm hmm. Yeah, those guys sticks. are. I don't know what those guys deal is, but it's supernatural. They're like maybe they're the like the Italian equivalent of the Black Sun or something. Hmm. Um, they said that they were had to do a reset or something like that. I couldn't. I couldn't tell. It was um, a reset. It was very echoey in there. You see, a janitor comes out and he starts nailing a big. Um you know, like a big piece of wood across the broken door as the other one is trying to take the door off. And uh, the administrator comes out and walks down to the end of the steps and puts a sign on the wooden barricade and then goes back into the building, says something to the janitors, goes back in, and they just nod and continue about their work. It's now about 7.30. The light is starting to break across the island of Murano, and festival goers start to arrive. So, um, what are the, you said he put out a sign. What does the sign yeah, say? Yeah, he put out a sign. You go up and look at the sign. The sign says, uh, closed until two o'clock PM, uh, due to, uh, you know, sudden, uh, sudden, uh, an unexpected break in. Mm. So I found some runes. I think that's what those things are called. I found some like sigils inside. Um, there is a structure mm-hmm. that doesn't uh, within the building that doesn't to my to my very limited eye doesn't make architectural sense. Or if it did, it w- there would need to be another version of it as well. And there's some sigils there, but I had to leave the room because the those fancy guys are in there now. I don't know what to make of it because I don't uh, and they are magic because I I felt a, a magical compulsion from them 
Um, so here's where I think we're at right now. Either uh, the Nazis got the orb and they are uh, halfway to Rome by now, or they didn't get the orb. That orb was a decoy because we did get a chance to look at it and it wasn't overtly magical from like, we didn't feel anything. You guys touched it and it didn't do anything. Right. Nobody, nobody Uh, touched it. We didn't quite reach it. it. The security system really tight. Okay. So yeah, either it's a decoy and the real orb is somewhere else, maybe inside of that structure. Mm -hmm. Um, or, we're just losing time here while the Nazis take the war. Do you think they were trying to reset the security system or something else? I don't see why a a group from outside would come in and reset their security system, especially not these guys who we know have some supernatural ability because they immediately noticed when Valentino put on the mask. And I think they could see maybe the little ghost girl that was in there. They saw something, and they reacted to it. And then they came after us, and we had to hide. I don't suppose you guys heard anything while you were out here. We heard some scuttlebutt. Um, Nothing specific, uh, but some talk about the murder. Some talk about the murder. The One guy was saying that there's no way anything was actually stolen. Nothing's ever been stolen from the museum. Yeah, something okay. about how anyone who tries to steal from the museum doesn't get out alive. Okay, interesting. Well, we know the little girl saw the the Hitler youths, right? Yeah, well, she said they're creatures, but these she did say there were six of them, and I just kind of assumed. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. I think. Uh, okay. Um, all right, so... Local wisdom says no one can actually steal something from the museum. That's yeah. helpful to us. It's going to be closed until two. I feel uh-huh. like maybe we need to get back in there uh, once the uh, once the fancy boys are are out of there. All right, you want to check out the crawl space? I didn't see anything the first time around because I I went all the way up to that structure in the Uh, crawl space. Uh, There doesn't seem to be anything of note down there. I mean, I didn't literally crawl underneath the entire building, but I actually crawled basically through the majority of the West Wing. Right? Yep. And again, I rent... This is when I first noticed that structure because... Every time before that, when we've been in there, I've just walked right past it without thinking about it. Because, you know, sometimes buildings are weird. But now that we know that there are weird sigils on it, um, we know that something's going on in there. So what we can do, and hop in here if you've got ideas, Mm -hmm. is uh, hope against hope that... Either the Nazis took a decoy or that they were somehow thwarted from taking the orb out of the room mm-hmm. and it's just somewhere else in the museum right now. And the only lead we have right now is that structure 
that has runes trying to get people to get away from it. Hmm. Alright, so it's 7.30 and the museum won't open up until 2 o'clock. Do you have a list of things? Well, tell you what. Let's just end right there for a moment. Take a break. We'll come back and we'll see what you guys do in the next six hours. Critical Hit Punch All Nazis is a production of Major Spoilers Entertainment and was produced and edited by me, Stephen Schleicher. If you'd like to get a behind-the-scenes making of this episode, be sure to check out the GM Roundtable Octum Cthulhu Edition at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash majorspoilers. Each week I discuss my plans for the upcoming game session, and Dr. Brad Will is there to share his reactions and advice on how to be a better game master. I will warn you, though, there are spoilers galore in every installment of the GM Roundtable Octoon Cthulhu edition. So, if you don't like spoilers and don't want to know what I am planning next, don't listen to these episodes. Though, I will say, if you do listen, you'll be able to see how and where the players throw a wrench into my plans, and you're also going to have greater insight into the world that's being built into this campaign. This week, we had a couple of NPCs named in the show. Big shout out to Charlie, who was the museum curator. And let's pour one out for poor Mags, sadly dead. Thank you, patrons, for your support. You want your name to appear as one of these NPCs in future episodes? All you need to do is become an associate producer at patreon.com slash major spoilers. Finally, we want you to record yourself doing your best on critical hit and send it to us at podcast at Majorspoilers.com, and your voice will join the growing chorus of fans in upcoming episodes as well. Thank you again for listening this week, and here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.